Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith, and today we are talking about Acts chapter 5. I'm very excited to welcome one of my colleagues from our music station, KTIS, in the Twin Cities. He is the station manager, and he is Dave St. John. Welcome, Dave. Hi, Angela. It's great to be here with you. I mean, after uh, the last podcast and we were talking about uh, uh, the book of Luke, here we are again. Like, it's nice to be invited back, you know? Yeah. I must have done okay. Yeah. You did. We had a great conversation. We did. We and I'm really looking did. forward to another one. Yeah. So I feel like kind of the word that I would say about chapter five is like confrontation mm. or conflict. That's interesting. I, I was thinking, I wonder if she's going to say boldness, but I suppose mm. boldness can bring confrontation, right? Right. So they're interlinked. Yeah. And as someone who's conflict avoidant, <laughs> me, um, it's uh, I found it a really challenging chapter, mm. but like challenging in a way of something to seek to be, you know, to seek to be less conflict avoidant. You know, there there are support groups for Scandinavians. Um, so, yeah, I suppose so. But at the same time, I think, you know, you look and you say, um, you know, I, I have an Italian background. You can picture and I'm not Scandinavian, actually. Yeah. You might think it by looking really? at me. Yeah, no, German, okay. Irish, and Scottish. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard Germans stuff it. You know, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and and pe- people picture Italians, you know, how do you make an Italian uh, be quiet and have them sit on their hands? Um, <laughs> the reality is, is that though my background might be Italian or in German, as you were saying, at the end of the day, it really is my identity is now in Christ. And so I have to figure out how to be bold for him, Mm -hmm. and that might lead to confrontation. Right. Yes. As uncomfortable as that is. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on in this chapter. So we have Ananias and Sapphira. Sapphira? Yeah, I've I've always heard Sapphira. Sapphira. So yeah, Ananias and Sapphira. We'll roll with it. You can can send your notes to Angela if we messed it up in your (laughs) mind. And so what has stuck out to you in this chapter with what's going on with them? God isn't to be messed with. Is the first part of the story. If as you look at Ananias and Sapphira, God is holy. There are just too many times, and and I do it too, where you might as well make God out to be Santa Claus. Mm. And I look at Ananias and Sapphira, and Peter just straight up lets them know, you didn't lie to us. You you lied to God, the Holy Spirit. Come on. Well, and I think that's amazing that. Because so a little bit of a backstory, if you haven't read it yet, is Ananias sells his property and comes in and doesn't bring the entire profit from selling the property. And Peter calls him on it and says, you lied to the Holy Spirit. You kept some of the money for yourself. And he didn't have to. Like the property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give or not. Right. And how did he know that? I mean, that was the question like oh my goodness, he's so in tune with the Holy Spirit and what yeah. the Holy Spirit's doing. And and this is the guy who has pinned on him, denied Christ three times right. and the rooster crowed. And yet look at him now because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is leading him and speaking through him. You know, right after Peter had said that to Ananias, you know, in, in the message version, it just says, Ananias, when he heard those words, fell down dead. That put the fear of God into everyone who heard of it. I mean, those those are the verses right there. And so there's no doubt this is this is clarity that that God is loving. God is exceedingly merciful. Oh, and God is holy. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, thank you for that reminder as to who you are and who I am not. 
And then we see Sapphira come in, his wife, come in three hours later. She doesn't know what happened. They pose the same questions. She gives the same answers as her, as her husband. She also falls dead and is taken out. Yeah. And then, and then we see the apostles going out and, and healing. And something that stuck out to me is as they're healing is what we were seeing when Jesus healed people in Luke was he would say, your faith has made you well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing that when the apostles are going out. Mm. They're healing, but it doesn't seem, I, I'm not seeing the same, it, that it has to do with that person's faith, which I thought was really interesting. So we see them healing, and then um, we see the the apostles go before the the Sanhedrin. You know, into what you were talking about when you said, Angela, that the disciples were going around and healing people regardless of their faith. What becomes interesting is if you if you read Acts 5, the verse says, but even though people admired them a lot, as in the disciples, outsiders were wary about joining them. So you see God doing great works through the disciples, and people go, and you think about today, how true that is. And, and the reality is, is that people... We're seeing God at work. Mm-hmm. The Bible said many God signs were set up among the people and wonderful things were done. But yet that doesn't mean that people are going to say, oh, I must become a follower of Jesus as well. In fact, the Bible made it clear that people were going, I'm not so sure. Well, and it seems like at a, a lot of turns of where the apostles are going, that the Jewish leaders are still trying to get at them or are still trying to stop them or trying to kill them is what it... Right. You know, people are making all these plots to kill them and... I I don't understand why they're not just trying to arrest them or stop them, but a lot of times it says that they're trying to kill them. And they end up going before the Sanhedrin. Yep. Is that right? We're rolling with uh, yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Peter is just in their face. He says in Acts 5.30, The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. After you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Yeah. So like in your face. Yeah. And flip it right, flip it right around. And the chief priest says, whatever. Well, maybe not whatever, but said, didn't we give you strict orders not to teach in Jesus name later on? Mm. Didn't we tell you? And, and Peter brings it right back. This is, this is maybe a learning thing for each of us. And you can remove the word. Maybe it is a learning opportunity for each of us. When Peter said, it's necessary to obey God rather than men. It's the, the verse, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. The Sanhedrin were, were offering up sacrifices. And here's Peter going, yeah, but, you know, the Bible makes it clear in the Old Testament, obedience is better than sacrifice. I think obedience is so important. And I think that often we don't, we don't talk about obedience. And obedience, and what I mean by obedience, let me go back there. What I mean by obedience is being obedient to where the Holy Spirit is leading. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we see Peter, like we just talked about, you know, being so closely linked to the, to the Holy Spirit that he's saying to Ananias that he knows that he was, um, lying. Yeah. That he was lying. (laughs) And, and I, I think, how did Peter get to that point where he knew that it was the Holy Spirit? I think sometimes, Sometimes we're not obedient because we just don't want to be obedient. And I think sometimes we're not obedient because we're questioning the voice that we're hearing. We're questioning 
the the motivation for what we want to do is it me or is this god and it's a and at least in my own experience it's been a one foot in front of the other like kind of dipping my toe in the water taking small steps of obedience to say okay is this where the spirit is leading i because I, I really want to follow i really want to be obedient what has your experience been like well i i would say that my mom was a single mom for a number of years and so in my head, there's a place where I always think about when I start to say, when you're married, recognizing mm-hmm. that not everyone listening right now is married. But I do want to say directly to whether you've been married before or you're married now, you know that being obedient, you're also having to walk it out with a spouse. Mm-hmm. And that can be tricky because it can be something where you say, I believe, fun words, I believe God is leading us to do X And that doesn't mean the other spouse says, yeah, me too. There have been times in that for me and my wife, Rachel, as you were asking, how does that work for us? I think of one move where it was a fantastic opportunity where the two of us came to each other sheepishly and said, I wonder if God is leading us to move from one side of the metro to the other. Sure enough, we both had been sensing that God was leading us over there and Hmm. many great things came out of that and won't get distracted by, by that. But yet years later, we went from both of us being unsure about a move to one of us being, I believe this is where God is leading us. But the other one was literally in the midst of moving and still not sure, mm. is this what God is calling us to do? And I think that's where the word faith comes in, by faith. And so when you think about obedience and sacrifice, Faith is required in both. Yeah. That makes me think of an example. We were on vacation, and it was very early when I had decided that I was going to be very conscious about being obedient to where the Spirit was leading me. We were on vacation in um, near the Smoky Mountains, staying at a hotel, and we had to drive through a parking lot to get to a— we ended up going to a Cracker Barrel. It was St. Patrick's Day. Um, and as we drove, there was someone in a sleeping— a woman in a sleeping bag in a doorway at one of these back buildings— that we drove by. And so we sit down to dinner and I said to my husband, we're supposed to buy her dinner. And so then he asked questions, which is, this is how he thinks, which I love him for it because I don't think this way. He starts thinking, oh, what if she's not there? And what if, what if, what if? And I said, I don't know. I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And so, you know, it's a $10 meal. It was corned beef and cabbage. That's why I remember it was St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Um, I said, we're going to get this. If I'm wrong, if she's gone, it's $10, but I've been obedient. That's right. And turns out she was there. I jumped out, gave her the food, said, I felt like I was supposed to get this for you and left. To your point of having to... Have someone else having someone else in your life that you're having to kind of test and approve these things with. I think it doesn't always have to be as big as a move across the city. Mm-hmm. It could be something as small as buying someone a meal. Like that's where you could start of the the day to day things of of where is God leading. It, it you, you think about how often if I hope and trust you're plugged in and active within a church as to whatever that means right now for you and for your family. So often it, it comes back to, it's kind of the, the old joke, your doctor, da 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 diet and exercise, da 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 diet and exercise. And for a pastor, it's very much the same thing, da 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 reading your Bible 
and praying that you get where I'm going. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really where, how do I get in tune with God? Spending time staring at the scriptures, asking that he would use them to impact your heart, to change your life through this reading of, of, of the Bible and spending time talking with him and listening that he might share something with you as well. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's uh, practical too, and I, I think I can speak for KTIS as well as Faith Radio when I say this, you have the drive through difference. We have the kindness always initiative. And both of those, I think, have come out of this, that wanting to be obedient, wanting to be obedient to to do what God is leading us to do. And one of the things that he's calling us to is to love our neighbor. And how can we love mm. our neighbor is by being kind to those around us. Yeah. It's easy to say that there's a, a tremendous shortage of kindness in our world today. And we all have stories. We all have experiences But imagine if, imagine if we were bold for Christ and were kind to someone through a kindness initiative, through a drive-through difference, it could lead to you finding yourself being required to step up and be bold like Peter was. Maybe not like Peter where he's standing in front of, you know, what would essentially be like standing in front of Congress and having to speak to these, you know, all these questions about Jesus and... Not sure how this is going to go. Boldness could be as something as simple as being kind to someone else. And it could lead to a confrontation where they ask questions about why you believe as a Christian. But the fun thing is that you know that he has changed your life if he has. And you know that he will be faithful to continue to do that in people's lives. And if we share the truth and the good news of Jesus, we can trust him for the outcome. Yeah. So just to wrap up, I feel like what we're trying to get across is to spend time with God in his word, spend time with God in prayer, and then take action with what he is saying to you through his word and through prayer with yeah. him. Yeah. It, so right about now, 28 years ago is when God changed my heart forever. And this is a really sweet season for me. You know, some people get excited when their birthday comes around. For me, this is just a little different. This is right about the time where where my life was changed. And Henry Blackaby's uh, Experiencing God study was new and popular at the time. And I still remember it to this day. Pray. Look for where God is at work. Get involved. Mm -hmm. There it is. Simple formula. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you for taking the time again to talk about Acts chapter 5. Thank you, Angela. I really appreciate it. I have enjoyed being a part of listening to your study of Acts, and I believe that God will use it in many people's lives. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today going through Acts chapter 5. I hope that you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, and we'll see you next time for Acts chapter 6. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.